Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Someone who is in the midst of trying to bring about an educational revolution is my friend Mike Porcelli. Mike Porcelli has been. A, a radio talk show host. He is a he teaches automotive technology at uh, the City University of New York, and he is a master certified mechanic. And he is the most knowledgeable, most passionate mechanic I have ever spoken to and ever met. And right now, he is on a one man mission to change education in this country as we know it a tremendous op-ed in the uh, in some of the queen's papers the queen's ledger the forest hill times uh, the queen's examiner it's carried in a bunch of the weeklies the brooklyn downtown star he wrote this uh, terrific op-ed in july all about the next american revolution here to tell us about it is the one and only mike porcelli good morning mike thanks for joining me on the radio good morning frank so, um, what I have, is, I have to give you? I have to give you all the credit, though. You inspire me. Oh, please! Well, that's very nice of you. I, I could tell uh, people that uh, you've uh, been been there for me uh, when I've been in a lot of jams, and uh, not only the most knowledgeable uh, mechanic I know, but somebody who uh, you can always count on when the when the chips are down. So, I I, uh, I appreciate your friendship and your expertise a great deal. Um, so, Mike. Let's talk about your op-ed here. What is the next American Revolution? The restoration of trade education in this country, which has been destroyed over the last 60 years. Now, why did why did trade education get destroyed in this country? How did that happen? I believe it started when I was in high school, and they tried to keep me out of shop class. And I was born to be in shop class. And uh, they, the school told me, you know, I'm too smart for shop class. Uh, you know, you have to go to college. Uh, I, went, I, I did, but I said, I like my options. I want to do both. So I did both. But they tried to discourage me from taking shop class, and they discouraged many students from taking shop class. And it's a great disservice to students who are naturally inclined for that sort of career like I am. And what sort of careers are available um to you if you, uh, you know, do go the route of shop class or trade education, what can you do? The trades offer some of the best jobs in the country, some of the highest paying jobs, some of the most rewarding jobs. I love the work I do. I fix things every day. How many people can say that they get to fix things every day? You know, most people break things every day. (laughs) That's true. Hey, uh, so there's... All this pressure in the school system that I think everybody has noticed that every high school kid should go to college. I know you're a college graduate. Um, You not only got a B.A. in economics and psychology, but an M.B.A. What's wrong with that approach of encouraging every high school student to go to college? What's wrong is it doesn't it doesn't take into account the students' natural abilities and talents. 
And I think the key to education should be to match the instruction to what the student is uh, interested in learning, capable of learning. Everybody has natural talents and abilities. One, uh, the thing I wrote about was uh, people should be entitled to or should have the opportunity for life, liberty, and the pursuit of their happiest career. And the, the way to get to your happiest career is to be able to utilize your natural talents and abilities. And the schools don't even consider the natural talents and abilities, except in the areas of sports and uh, things like music. You know, you don't force a kid who's naturally inclined to p play the piano, you don't force them to take up the tuba, do you? And you don't take, you know, kids that are seven feet tall and put them on the gymnastics team. You don't take the short kids and put them on the football team, right? Uh, kids, kids have natural uh, athletic abilities, and the schools do a good job of assessing those abilities and placing those students in, in the sports where they can make the best use of those abilities. They don't do that when it comes to instruction. They, they try and force everybody into this, uh, this cookie-cutter approach of everybody has to go to college because that makes the administrators feel good. They think they're doing a good job by getting a lot of kids to go to college, and then half of them drop out before they graduate. So I say if everybody has – if everybody is born with natural abilities, and I think this is, this is the key. As, as a new parent, you're going to notice your son. He's going to demonstrate to you what his natural talents and abilities are. And you're going to – if you're a good parent, which I know you will be, you're going to take advantage of that, and you're going to use those as your cue to, to lead him to develop those talents and abilities, aren't you? Oh, no, without question. If people just tuning in, we're talking with um, Mike Porcelli. He is a master mechanic and a, a uh, teacher at uh, the City University of New York's Bronx Community College. And uh, he's somebody that has been banging the drum loudly and consistently to bring back trade education in this country. And uh, I'll tell you, if you look at the likelihood of what you can earn as a plumber, a carpenter, an electrician versus what you can earn as an attorney at, right after law school, I think you'd be hard-pressed to come up with attorney as a better career option for somebody that's looking to not only support themselves but a family. And I'm guessing, Mike, that if you go the trade route rather than say, the legal profession, that you're ending up with a lot less in terms of debt, right? Absolutely. Uh, most people can uh, enter a trade, learn a trade, and have zero college debt. Uh, we have examples of students who took a high school automotive program, immediately get a job on graduation, and, th and within a couple of years, they can make more money than their teachers, more money than their parents. I have a neighbor who I showed the uh, editorial to, and I, I told him about that. I said, we have cases where students make more than their parents as soon as they graduate. He said that's exactly what he did. He took a diesel training program when he was in high school in the city and immediately got a job making more money than his parents. Unfortunately, I think that program that he took has been done away with. Wow. Wow. So uh, all those students that you know followed him that didn't have the opportunity for that training – they were they were not well served by the Department of Education. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound that way at all. Mike, is trade education, whether we're talking about automotive, whether we're talking about electric, whether we're talking about carpentry, 
Now that it seems like the whole world is run by a computer, some computer or another, is trade education still as important today as it was 30 years ago? And are there still as many career opportunities to somebody that avails themselves of a proper vocational education today versus 30 years ago? I'd say there are more opportunities today, more varied opportunities. With uh, The more technology evolves, the more people we need to maintain the technology. Uh, we say in school, I tell the students, engineers design things that break, mechanics make them work. And I, I say a mechanic is anyone who works with tools. So it doesn't matter if you're working on electrical or plumbing or um, vehicles. We're all mechanics. We fix, we fix things that break. And there's a tremendous opportunity out there. There are millions of jobs unfilled, good, good-paying technical jobs that the schools are just not supplying the people needed to fill those jobs. Mm. I, I say if, if people are born, I believe people are born with varied natural abilities. And if half the people born have mechanical abilities like I do uh, or any kind, any kind of ability you know, related to the trades, if half of the people have those abilities, why are not half the school resources devoted to those areas? Uh, I mean, uh, to me, it makes no sense at all. Uh, I completely agree with you. Do you think there? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say, but I'm encouraged. Last week, I went to the city and state education summit. It was a conference on education, and the chancellor of DOE, David Banks, was there. And he made a statement. He said he's bringing back CTE. But the funny thing to me was he said, but it's not your grandfather's CTE. My next, my next article is called Welcome to Shop Class. It's not your grandfather's. It's high tech. And that title I came up with a week before the conference. Wow. So as soon as, as soon as I heard him say it's not your grandfather's CTE, I said, He's got it. He's on the right track. I spoke to him afterwards, and he, he apparently is on the right track, and I hope to be able to work oh, with him. Oh, that's great. To, that's to great. Get CTE back in school. Yeah, and uh, C- what is CTE? CTE is the, the modern name for uh, vocational training. It's mm-hmm. career and technical education. They gave it a fancier title, and then they cut the programs. <laughs> that's wild. Do you think there's any correlation – between the decline in trade education and the decline in American manufacturing over the years, it's no secret that uh, if you look at what's on your person right now or what what's in the room around you, you'll see uh, labels that say made in China, made in Vietnam, made in Taiwan, made in Mexico, and fewer and fewer goods manufactured in this country. Do you think that's tied to the fact that there are fewer people that know how to make anything? Absolutely. Companies cannot find workers to fix things or build things. You know, when I say mechanics fix things, we also build things. Remember the example I gave of the atomic bomb. The physicist came up with the formula, but the machinist made the bomb work. Yeah, no, that's uh, – that's uh, you, you've taught me – And I know you've repeated many times that uh, the most important person in any room is the guy that knows how to fix what's broken. You could have the pope and the president in in the middle of a room. And if uh, the lights go out and the air conditioning no longer works, then all of a sudden the most important person in the room is the technician that knows how to fix it. Right. 
Right, and if your transmitter goes down, it's the guy that can flip it back on, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Dan Herschel, our chief engineer, he knows exactly how important he is when uh, when things go wrong. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's important. All right, so I guess the million-dollar question, it sounds like in New York they're moving in the right direction again. But as a country, what needs to happen in order to embrace trade education? What's the next step in in making it so that uh, people can get a good job uh, out of out of school and they don't need to incur mountains of debt for degrees that they're never going to use? We have to get rid of the idea that the trades are not respectable and schools have fostered that perception for as long as I can remember. That's, they tried to keep me out of shop class because they said it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a good career path. Mm. Mm. And uh, if we if we get if we get people to realize that, uh, I probably have more training than most doctors. I, I'm a car doctor. I do everything that doctors do on people. I do on cars. Sure. Uh, and you know what I do and what other mechanics do, electricians, plumbers. Uh, we, you know, last year, my uh, editorial last year was about the the uh, parade the city held to honor all the essential workers except the mechanics. They totally left the mechanics out of the parade to honor essential workers, even though it was the mechanics that got the 14 vehicles running for the parade. <laughs> there is certainly an irony there. Hey, uh, Steve in New Jersey has a comment about what we're talking about. Hello, Steve. Hi, how are you? Good. What's your name? I went to school. I studied music education and jazz performance, but in order to do that, uh, rather than wait tables, I ended up taking a job as an electrical apprentice. And uh, in doing so, once I finished college, I was making more money as an electrician. And after that, I continued on that electrical path, and uh, it's turned out to be a wonderful career. And I will say that there are not enough people coming up through the trades and it's because everybody buys into this big business that uh, the colleges sell. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised to hear that. And, Steve, thanks for calling. Thanks for sharing that. Mike, I, I think uh, that sounds like a pretty common experience for people that uh, have Steve's career trajectory, right? Absolutely. And Steve probably still makes more money than he would if he had taken the other path. Mm. No, that's certainly true. So, uh, yeah, sign me up as uh, as somebody that uh, that that believes there needs to be a greater emphasis on vocational schools and trade education and uh, whatever we can do to move things back in that direction. And I'm very, very pleased by what you're saying about what David Banks, the New York City schools chancellor, had to say on this subject. And hopefully a lot of other school districts will follow suit. Well, I hope I hope they will, and uh, it's the only way to save the country. When we when we run out of people who can make things work, nothing's going to work. Yeah, well said, Mike. Thanks very much. It's always a treat to talk with you. And uh, if folks have questions for you, or if folks want to get in touch with you, or learn more about your work and things of that nature, what's the best way for them to do that? Just look me up on LinkedIn. Just Google Mike Porcelli, Master Mechanic, and I'm the first thing that comes up. There you go. P-O-R-C-E-L-L-I. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Good. Thank you very much. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.